Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Frankie. And this is Propagated Podcast. Woo! Welcome. If we sound really, really strange, you can go ahead and file your complaints to Ragweed, because we definitely <laughs> will be. <laughs> I mean, I've filed complaints for the entirety of my life and haven't heard back from HR yet, so I don't think it's going to uh, happen. But... H- HR of allergies, <laughs> HR of pollen. It's just the bees. <laughs> <laughs> so today we thought we would do something a little bit different. We wanted to just chat. There have been a lot of questions about like, houseplants and houseplant care and people who want to get into houseplants but seem to kill everything they they own. Um, I'm very much of the belief that everyone is a houseplant person. They just haven't met the right houseplant for their care style. And as a former florist, it's really frustrating to me to see some of these setups that's like houseplants you can't kill because literally anyone can kill any houseplant. It's it's just how you give care. (laughs) So we thought we would do a little episode and separate it by care styles so if you know how you love you can pick a house plant that you might love yeah just like with people your plants have a love language too so you gotta be willing to accommodate that if you want to have house plants totally some of them like to sit in moisture some of them don't some of them will tell you when they're thirsty some of them won't some of them are very picky about airflow some of them are just like gonna chill no matter where you put them (laughs) pothos i'm talking about pothos (laughs) So speaking of pothos, I thought that we would start with plants that I feel, Daniel, you can always correct me if you think I'm wrong on any of these, but these are the ones that I feel will literally just chill. Like whatever you do, they're probably just going to hang out. Pothos is one of those kind of plants that you can literally put in a dark corner and underwater it and overwater it back and forth over and over and it's going to never die. Now I will say... That if you are an undercarer, especially, or overcare, really, they will drop leaves on you, though. Yeah. And get real leggy looking. But they don't die. Very resilient little fucks. No, and you can just cut them and repropagate them and stick Mm -hmm. them back in the pot. And then they'll just grow. Pothos are fun, too, because if you just cut them and stick them in a jar of water, they'll root within days. And it's And also, you can literally leave them in that water Forever, Forever. as long as you keep the water clean and add some nutrients every once in a while, you can definitely water, or I guess, would they be hydroponically grow? Ooh, that sounds fancy. Ooh, Ooh, hydroponics. (laughs) Pulling out the big words. At least I know how to pronounce that one, so that's good. Definitely, if you don't know where to start, I think that's like probably overall the best plant to start with. I mean, I would agree with that for sure. I feel like there are lots of plants that are similar, though. If, if you're not a viney plant kind of person, yeah, I would say maybe look into a spider plant because they're very communicative with mm-hmm. you. So it's easy to tell what kind of care they like when we were speaking towards plants that kind of let you know that they need water. Spider plants are one of those plants. They'll they grow in one direction if they're not getting enough sun they'll grow towards the sun and you'll be able to see that and either rotate or move it if they need water they'll droop and perk right back up after you water them and also it's kind of fun having a plant that throws babies out all the time 100 it's another one that's fun to propagate like you can just stick the babies in water and they'll grow roots and then you can just fill out the plant with them 
spider plants I've had luck with just putting them in soil too. You don't even have to like water yeah, root them. If sure. you just like, you can take a little bit of, and another cool thing is it's kind of like air layering. If you just take a ball of moss and tie it onto the end of the stem itself, it'll root from, oh, from the stem without having to pull it off. And that way you can be a little bit more neglecting <laughs> while you're propagating it because yeah. the plant will still feed it if you don't. I, spider plant was actually my first plant, my first house plant, and it made me fall in love with plants, obviously. Yeah, but, I love um, spider plants. I put spider plant under inconsistent lover because of what we were talking about, that it tells you what it needs when it needs it. And so mm. if you don't have like a rigorous schedule and you're not that aware of your plants all of the time, it's really nice because you can look at it and be like, oh, you are not as green as you usually are. I think you need some water. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me fix that for you. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice how quickly it bounces back, too. It's like by the next day, it looks like nothing ever happened, and that's always nice. Totally, yeah. And it gets these really cute little white flowers, too, and mm -hmm. that's what the babies come from. Oh, I just love spider plants. Mine Anyways. literally has like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine flower spikes coming out right now with little white flowers oh. all over them. So I'm going to have so many fucking babies. Yay! <laughs> spider plants for all our patreons <laughs> i mean we, I, we could probably pull it off between the both of yeah us, honestly. honestly we definitely could i have so many too <laughs> um okay so anyways back to plants that i think will literally just chill i also put moss balls and moss under here because moss is one of those things that you pretty much can't kill it it just goes into hibernation mode and mm -hmm. if you have those moss balls and water they just kind of chill <laughs> like dude it's yeah the mar the marmo Right, yeah. Mar is that how you say it? Marimo, Marmo. I have no idea, but my axolotl loves them. He stands on them all the time. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> I want some of those, but did you see any of the like reports that were going around where they have some kind of snail in them sometimes? What? That's like super invasive. So you have to be careful when you're changing out your water and stuff and make sure that you don't see any snails. Oh, if you haven't that's already seen them, then you should be fine. But sometimes yeah, they'll have snail eggs in them and apparently those snails are really invasive and if they get into your local water they'll they can like wreak some havoc so oh that's good to know wow so if you Ooh, decide to go the marimo or marimo moss route just quarantine them for a while when you put them in water don't add them to anything else and dump your water out on the ground not into your drains until you've had it long enough to be sure that there aren't any eggs then you're gonna yeah. survive it Wow, that's good. That's a good tip. Yeah, because when we were growing up, we accidentally got those snails into our fish tank, and they started eating our fish. Yeah, they're bad. They're like really bad. They're not <laughs> yeah, not cool. Not cool snails. Not cool. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. I love for how this is supposed to be an that. episode about how easy plants are, and I just threw out a curveball. Like, no, but there's actually... always these fun tips and tricks. I mean, like a lot of this stuff too. We've talked about plant poaching and I think we talked about this a lot in our plant poaching episode which was Venus flytraps that like you don't always know how these plants got to you and so it's it's good to know things like that yeah, and it's... to make sure you're you know getting it from reputable people yeah that burden of knowledge is definitely um on you I think in a lot of situations yeah. like that you should be the one that knows where your shit's coming from the consumer for sure um, I mean, it shouldn't have to be, but it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair. The, the it should never be. It, it should never be in the hands of the consumer to be testing the product. But that mm -hmm. is just the reality of it. A lot of times. Yeah. 
And so this last one I have for Will Literally Just Chill. I have never owned, but everyone I know has said that this is one of the easiest plants to ever take care of. So, Daniel, I think you might have had one. A ZZ plant? See. Do you disagree? (laughs) I don't necessarily disagree. I think that I had my ZZ plant in too fine a medium. And I think Mm. it was retaining too much water for too long. And the one thing that I didn't, that you just made ZZs a little bit harder is they're not communicative at all. And I tend to like plants that talk to me. So I, you don't really know something was bad until it was like bad, bad. And then yeah. I pulled it out of the pot and saw a lot of root rot. And I was able to salvage some of it. And it's happy now that I've changed the medium and, and done better. Yeah. It's just one of those plants that I think like if you're going to repot it on your on your own and like do the thing. Maybe I just wasn't educated enough. I didn't pay enough attention and almost killed it. But that's more my fault than the fact well, that I it, don't know. It, like speaking to it being a harder plant I think it in me yeah. it falls in the same realm as like succulents which people always say are the easiest plants yeah. but I can't have yeah. because no, I kill either. them every fucking <laughs> time because I overwater like a motherfucker. yeah yeah so <laughs> that's also actually a really important point to talk about especially in the houseplants 101 episode is that a lot of Soil and dirt comes with peat moss, which first of all, you should always make sure you don't have peat moss in the soil you're buying because the peat bogs are becoming extinct. But also peat moss holds a ton of moisture Mm -hmm. and most plants don't like to hold on to moisture that long, especially helps plants because they're not sitting outside in the dry air and sunshine. They're sitting in your house in a different environment. So they like to have a drink of water and then be dry. And so anything with peat moss is pretty much just going to kill your plants. Yeah. And peat moss, well, like Frankie was saying, you just shouldn't have it in general. But if you like want the, like the aesthetic of having moss on the top layer of your plant, that's fine in most mm-hmm. instances. But you can't have it be part of your mix, Soil like part medium, of your potting yeah. mix, like part of your medium, because that, like, like they were saying, it is definitely the bane of roots and will definitely yeah. cause some root rot. And nobody likes that. Nobody wants oh. root rot. I wanted to ask you, have you ever used um, coconut medium for orchids? I was seeing that that's a good alternative. Uh, I've used coconut bark and fiber Cool for it. Yeah, definitely a that. useful thing. Coconuts are dope. Love I coconut. love coconuts. <laughs> love coconuts. I just <laughs> got coconut water for the first time this year and was just like, <sighs> it's so refreshing. <laughs> I'm telling you, on a nice hot summer day, there is nothing like coconut water. No, agreed. So refreshing. Totally agreed. I so love refreshing. It. <laughs> okay. So then let's move on to the next category, which would be overlovers. Mm-hmm. So I know how I know how this feels. <laughs> Although I would say I'm more of an inconsistent lover, erring on overlover. I think I like have that thing where I realize I haven't watered in a while, so I panic and water everyone too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad for that. Overwatering my plants that don't need to be watered because I and watering everything at once because I'm like I didn't water for two weeks and now everything must be watered full. <laughs> like, so I would say for these ones I'm about to say, the trick to if you're an overlover, the trick is to making sure they're not sitting in water. So that's putting pebbles in your tray so that it's not sitting directly in the water, or um, just making sure that you dump out the trays. You can bottom water too. That's a really great method where you sit it in a bowl of water until it soaks up everything it could soak up in like half an hour. And that makes sure all of the dirt is wet without being 
too wet. <laughs> right. Because there's a balance to it. But as long as like, as long as you do have a pebble tray or you're letting them drain properly and they're not sitting in water, you can't really. Overwatering is more about the consistency of how frequently you're watering, not about the one specific watering that you do, which totally. I think can sometimes be a bit of a misconception that people get because you should be watering to the point where there's water coming out of the bottom of the pot. That means that you've consistently and fully watered all of the soil. But if you do that every three days, then that's yeah. overwatering as opposed to like just saying that you overwatering doesn't mean that you put too much water in once. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's another thing I learned about watering when I was a florist is that you want to make sure all of the dirt gets wet every time and then just be less consistent with your watering. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to just give it a tiny drink of water all the time. It's like, it's really not great for the roots. So, but anyways, here are the plants that I could never own probably, but <laughs> people say that they love the overlovers of the world. The first one would be a bird of paradise. Oh, so pretty. So pretty. But I would get brown tips immediately. <laughs> Same. That is the way a lot of my philodendrons are, whom I love so much. But they uh, sometimes get some brown tips because I'm not yeah. very consistent. Speaking of brown tips, and one that almost died this week for me, the Calathea or Calathea. <laughs> <laughs> just no. Just no. I'm just, I'm, they're so beautiful and if you're listening to this and you are the kind of person who can keep a Calathea respect. alive and beautiful you have every ounce of my respect truly that's amazing I will never spend money on another Calathea no, done so. I think done I'm done them. forever after this one although it still has some pretty healthy leaves it just like was so heartbreaking I forgot to water it for one week and it was like eh, fuck you <laughs> Yeah, and then when they start dropping leaves, they're so dramatic about so it. Dude, the dramatic. leaves won't even look bad. They'll be like nice, healthy, pretty leaves, and it's just like gone. I'm like, what the? Yeah, they just curl the, up and the, turn yellow and brown, what? and then the whole plant just like wilts. Yeah. I was so mad at it. I stuck it out in the rainstorm, and that actually did it good. <laughs> it like came back to life after that. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, here, you go outside in this freezing spring rain. I'm so done with you. I'm done with you. This is your punishment that's actually really good for you. And it was like, oh, thank you. I'm back alive now. Dang it. <laughs> that's how I feel okay. about my damn uh, peace lily. Oh, Motherfucker. yeah. I just I don't. I'm not in love with it. I've never been in love with it, really. <laughs> that happens And it just too. won't fucking die because I can't yeah. kill it intentionally. No. So I keep watering it and it gets wilty every once in a while. And I'll be like, oh, it's done. It's not going to come back from that. It's done. I fucked up. Does anyone want to adopt a peace lily <laughs> from Daniel? A peace no, lily that I'm too. apparently torturing. I guess peace lilies are not for the inconsistent lover because mine is not that happy. And I think I put it in too big of a pot. This is a trick. If you want to go up a pot size because your plant is root bound or in the too small of a pot, never go farther than an inch. If you go yeah. farther than an inch, you can pretty much screw up the whole system, mm -hmm. which I did with my peace lily. <laughs> it's so it's wild to me because I have several orchids that are just so happy and doing so well, and that one fucking peace lily is the plant that's like, nah, nah, I don't, I don't like the way you do this with me. Not into it. And get fucked. I didn't put orchids under inconsistent lover, but I'm going to add it now because you and I both are really good with orchids. Yeah, they. I mean, orchids are very resilient honestly 
Okay, anyway, back to Overlove. I put Croton in there because I think Crotons are an Overlove. They like it really humid, really moist, but then they like to dry all the way out. They just like need a lot of care and attention that I just don't have all the time. Yeah, that's like the one that you should have right next to your humidifier. So it stays humid all the time. Yeah. But they also like it pretty bright. So that makes it difficult because like mm-hmm. my little orchid biome is pretty dark. Well, not dark. That's not the right word, but it's not like sunshine. It's not like bright, bright, bright. Yeah. So this is a total side note, but I saw another person make one of those like old school, like antique TV terrariums. Ooh. And I want to do it so badly and get some mini orchids and a mini humidifier <gasps> and have like a little orchid TV, oh like gosh. a small one, but full of little mini orchids. I would literally watch it all the time. I would just sit there watching it. It'd be so, it'd be so dope. So dope. I want to do it so badly. So we need to go thrift shopping for an okay. old ass TV. I actually just made my first terrarium since I quit the floral industry. It was just too stressful, but um, last week and I gathered moss from the yard and stuff and I put an orchid in there and everybody is so happy. It's so cute. Hell put yeah. some mica in there. It's all glittery. I love it. <laughs> I want to start making more like terrariums. I think that's my new aesthetic, honestly. I've got like three now and I love them all a bunch. I would put terrarium under overlove and inconsistent lover. No, under lover and inconsistent lover. Because like you don't want it to be super moist because it'll root rot, but you can just leave it and it like all the moisture stays in the jar, which is kind of cool. I think they're dope. I've had one that I've only had to fuck with like twice in a year really like look at it and whenever it stops misting up i'm like oh maybe you need some more water throw a little water in there and it's happy again close it back up i also don't use lids because of that because i'm afraid that it will because i am on that side of overlover and i missed all my plants every day Uh i like i missed it every day so i i usually leave the lid off yeah no i don't so lid off for me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there we go see terrariums flexible they can go either end of the inconsistent spectrum <laughs> my okay. one is all the moss is boring right now which is pretty i like that oh i love that um okay so then i also put under overlove diffenbachia because every diffenbachia mm. i have had it feels like i just can't give it enough care and water yeah i'm not i'm just not a weekly waterer really yeah. I have so many tropicals and I've found that most of my tropicals don't like weekly waterings anyways. Same. Yeah. So I just, I don't like, I'm, I don't drive with plants that need me every week. <laughs> I don't drive with anything that needs me every week. Fair. <laughs> if you're taking this much of my attention away from me, I'm going to have a problem. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I've got gardening to do. <laughs> my garden can have my daily attention, but that's because there's a lot of stuff out there. And it feeds me. Uh, I need to. I, I kind of might do a little garden spot this year. You should. It's so fun. It's I'm just so gonna get relaxing. juvenile plants and plant them. I think since I'm yeah. way behind, I can't. Obviously, I can't start anything from seed at this point. Not anything unless it was a winter vegetable. What do you mean? I just started a whole bunch of seed stuff today. There's a whole bunch of stuff you're supposed to sow last frost right now. I did corn and bean squash. Um, I did zinnias. I did marigolds. I did sunflowers. I did so, so true seeds right now has a whole section of stuff you should huh. plant right now. You should totally mostly do it. flowers. Mostly flowers, but corn beans and squash too. You're not supposed okay. to do after the last frost, and we just had our last frost. So hopefully, 
Hopefully. <laughs> don't don't say that. <laughs> um, the rule of thumb is never guarantee yourself that it's not going to frost again until after Mother's Day. Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of gardening 101 for our next episode, but we thought it would be fun to do a houseplants 101. So back to overloving. I also put on money tree, which I've had a money tree that's been doing super well. It likes it humid. It likes it wet, but it doesn't like it to stay wet. And I feel mm-hmm. like it needs a little bit of care, but it can definitely handle a lot of water. Yeah, I've ne- I've actually never had a money plant. Really? It's not that I don't like them or anything. I've just never had one. I don't know why. They've never they've never spoke to me. I like it because their leaves are so thin. Yeah. yeah, they are pretty though. I will say that I I don't dislike the look. It's just I don't know. They never. Did you know if they get big enough, they have edible fruit? No. What? Yeah, I learned that from one of our followers. Shout out to Deb. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Isn't that now awesome? I have to get a money plant and see if I can get it big enough to give me fruit. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually kind of. When I moved in with my partner, I inherited all of their plants and it grew like twice its size in the last year that I've been here. And so it's pretty much my plant now. Nice. (laughs) Um, And then the last one I have on Overlove, I would put Pilia under Overlove. Although they can go types, like they can go time without watering. They just, they really do love water and they like to be cared for. And I found that with them it's about more about consistency even than it yes, is like 100 percent the level of water so it's like they want to be watered on a regimented Every schedule yeah and if you don't do that they're like ha, 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 ah you're cute i'm gonna die yeah they're like i'm a stem now goodbye leaves <laughs> um yeah so i've never had much luck with those either i'm definitely not an over lover inconsistent lover for sure here yeah me too um I always thought I was an overlover because I water a lot, but I think then I like just go through a period of drought because I just, you know, can't focus on watering. Mm-hmm. Same, same, so. same. <laughs> Anyways, um, so then let's move on to underlover. The underlovers are going to be your cactus, your succulents, your jade, anything that, you know, doesn't really need to be watered more than once a month. Like I mm-hmm. water my cactus maybe, maybe once a month. <laughs> I love cacti, but I'm 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 bad at that because if I don't have that routine, yeah, like, then I, I definitely it? forget. Sorry. Yeah, you're like, did I water it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. When is the last time? And you can't tell because you they want the soil to be dry. And I know that. Yeah. I could easily fix that. By uh, keeping a notebook or anything, even Post using it. my phone calendar <laughs> to tell me when to do this, do something with it. But I don't do that. So. I bet you there's an app. I bet you there's an app for that. I bet there's probably 15 different kinds to choose from for that, honestly. <laughs> um, I also put on here snake plants because mm. a lot of people kill snake plants. And it's one of those plants everyone says, oh, you can't kill this plant. You can kill a snake plant by overwatering it. So I put Easy. snake plant on the underlove because they want to just like chill and be dry and be watered maybe once a month. I gave my snake plant away for that reason because I kept yeah. overwatering it and I was losing leaves. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Why Why you hate me? Because it was giving babies. It wasn't like dying, dying, but like it didn't yeah. like how I was treating it. And I gave it to one of my friends that I know is better at succulents and cacti and that sort of thing. And I was like, just take this from me, please. I don't <laughs> it no more. It don't love me. I don't love it. It's okay. <laughs> it's 
This is a toxic yeah. relationship from the start. <laughs> you got me this really cool braided succulent for my birthday, like maybe two or three years ago. I think it was like three years ago. And I almost killed it. Oh, that, well, that was a Sansevieria. That was that yeah. was a plant. Yeah, yeah. And um, But it's back to life now. I just stopped watering it and it's fine. Nice. <laughs> I learned that in in between that period of time that I shouldn't buy braided plants because it's actually really bad for the plant. And they will mm. usually end up dying anyways. That's what I did. I cut the braids out and I let it like mm. go wild and it's doing a lot better. Yeah. Those are cool though. I like those. The the round snake plants. I'm sure they have a more specific name than that, but <laughs> the round boys. I like, boys. Them. I like <laughs> the round boys. <laughs> 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 that's their official name now it's it's canon round boys <laughs> um i also put an under love i put hoyas because hoyas are a beautiful flowering plant that can go stay really dry and they'll love that and i also put stapelias because they are incredible and awesome and they flower and they look they're like part of the corpse plant family i believe but they mm. like flower the same way like the carrion flower and they have these little hairs that move in the wind and it's really cool but they also like are totally fine with being dry for a long period of time yeah the one that you gave me is really healthy and happy good i do think they're really cool yeah they also like to be pot bound um i found that out i almost killed mine because it was in too much dirt and now it's all tight and snug in a pot and it's really happy. <laughs> mm -hmm. I found that that's the case with a lot of succulents and oh, yeah. cacti oh, yeah. and stuff. They want to have a tight knit root system. Yeah. I would say though, we mentioned Jade in this section. I would mm -hmm. say that Jade could probably also go under inconsistent. It's a, mm. I feel like more forgiving than a lot of the other succulents are with, with, with watering schedules. It is. I've also known a lot of people that have killed a jade because it's like, it is pretty picky and it would prefer you to underlove it, but it also is very resilient to overwatering. Because mm -hmm. I can keep a jade alive and that's like the only succulent. <laughs> the only succulent, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also found that when I lived in the desert, succulents were a lot easier to keep alive than here. Like it's already too humid for them. Well, they here. like that. Yeah, they like that dry, dry air. Yeah. And it's even more, especially hard if you like, like me, for instance, my room is covered in tropicals. So the humidity in here just naturally is going to be higher than a succulent wants it to be 90% yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah. We're we're tropical human houseplants. We like to live in humidity. <laughs> be hot and moist all the time. <laughs> When I moved from the desert, my eyelashes grew like a quarter of an inch, which I think was like the strangest thing to happen. Were <laughs> but they like just literally burning off. What do you want? I guess they were like so brittle because it was so dry in the desert and my skin How just wild. needs like a million moisture. So <laughs> Damn, I would have never thought of that. I would have not known that was a thing ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. All right. And then the last one I have an underlove is a ponytail palm. I think they're so cute. I love them. They're really resilient. So fun fact, the ponytail palm is actually a member of the agave family. Huh. And they're in the succulent family. What? Yeah. That kind of fucks me up a little bit, but that's really cool. Yeah. So they're fine with it. Dry and sunny. They like it dry and sunny. Okay. And then on to our category. Last but not least, the inconsistent lover, a.k.a. The plant podcasters with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out to all of you out there. 
<laughs> the accuracy is damning. So first I put in orchids, but I just typed that in earlier because as we were talking about them, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put orchids under inconsistent lovers. You just typed that in when you said you were going to type it in? Are. Yep, exactly. So <laughs> we love an orchid. Obviously, we talk about it a lot. Daniel got me really into orchids. I bought a whole bunch and like it's just so delightful to have a plant flourish under your care. And like all of my orchids are just so happy and love being my plants that I'm like, all right, I got to get more. And I feel like it's even more delightful when it's a plant that has been stereotyped as being difficult. Yeah. Which again, we've talked about it so many times. Orchids are not actually difficult plants, realistically. Maybe wild orchids. Yeah. Well, yeah, anything. Most of the things, like we've said before, most of the things you're going to find are bred and domesticated, if you will. So it's a little bit easier. Sorry, my, my voice, voice is, is starting to get a little bit more brittle. <laughs> I know, mine as just we cracked. <laughs> I also put under here the Christmas cactus, which you once told me there's actually three kinds. There's the Easter mm-hmm. cactus, Christmas cactus, and Thanksgiving cactus. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember the scientific names anymore, but they are actually each three different kinds of cactus. Um, they're really pretty, though. You can tell by the shape of the leaf. And if you look it up, it's pretty easy to find a little diagram it has to do with like one of them's not as spiky looking. It's got more rounded edges. One of them has only a medium amount of spikes. And then the third one has more spikes than the other one that's also spiky. So it's like, yeah, it's not hard to tell which one you've got, but that should dick. That should be an easier way to tell what time you should be expecting blooms. And that's also an easier way to know when you should start fertilizing to have a better bloom too. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Um, I found out that I have a Thanksgiving cactus. <laughs> cute, 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 cute. I think mine is a uh, Easter cactus. Oh, I also put money tree under inconsistent. I guess probably because like it does wilt and it will tell you when it needs water. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think it's fair to put anything that'll talk to you and in inconsistent. Totally. That's like what I kind of went by. I also put Monstera under here for that same reason. I feel like tropicals and like the reason I think you and I do so well with tropicals is because they get a lot of their moisture from the air instead of the Mm -hmm. soil. And so being an inconsistent carer of tropicals, they're usually fine with it because they're used to having, you know, water from the rains whenever it comes. So, yeah. And having and being in the situations like we are, the humidity is just higher um because of how many plants are surrounded with so yeah even if you're not running humidifier the humidity in your room is just going to be naturally higher if you have a fuck ton of plants (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly or if you're like me and take a bath a day (laughs) oh man i wish i had a bathtub um i also we talked about spider plants i also put under here a nerve plant i feel like nerve plants are really cute because they're super dramatic and they just like wilt whenever they need water which i think is fun wilt is almost like an understatement i feel like they they literally swoon (laughs) they swoon they swoon at at the first sign of drying out they totally just like look like they're going to die and then you water them and they recover so quickly it's like three hours later and they're back to like the most cute little perfectly healthy lush little plant what are those fetonias right Fritonia, yeah. This is for the inconsistent waterer that is inconsistent as in like you still need to water them pretty regularly. Like Fritonia I, is like water. 
They do like water. I haven't kept one alive just because I can't water often enough to keep one alive. But I could probably do it now that my house is so humid. Yeah, I feel like they're a... If you don't have a lot of houseplants, I feel like they're a uh, once a week minimum waterer. Or in a terrarium. They do well in terrariums. Yeah, they do well in terrariums. Yeah. Uh, I put philodendron in here because Mm -hmm. I feel like kind of like pothos, similar, but they're a little bit pickier than pothos to light and water. But they do just flourish and grow and you can underwater them and overwater them and underlight, overlight, give them air, give them heat. They don't really care. Yeah. Super chill little plants for the most part, my philodendrons. I will say if you let them get a little too weepy, though, they don't recover quite as nicely as other plants. No, that's true. And like I have a philodendron siloam, which is a tropical plant, and it it is really picky. It likes it completely dry between waterings. If it doesn't get enough sun, it and it's like it's gotten it's gotten um, bugs a few times too that I've mm-hmm. had to like take care of, which is really annoying. But I feel like my xanadu is similar. My philodendron yeah. xanadu is totally. similar to a siloam in the way that they react. And I also got scale on that one. Yeah, has, I just got it's re- recently recovered from. I wonder if there's a reason they're more prone. Because I feel like they're luscious. Their leaves are probably delicious. Yeah, pro- probably so. <laughs> um, yeah, I just keep mine outside and it does fine. But if you want an easy philodendron, go for the heart leaf. Yeah, so easy and so, so cute. Easy. Too. So easy, so cute. This next one is great too because it can go outside or inside. You can plant it in the ground, you can plant it in a pot. It pretty much like loves wherever it goes as long as it's in shade and that's begonias i found lately that i've done really well with begonias because they tell you exactly when they need to be watered they, they get droopy their leaves get sad and they don't want to be watered before then yeah and my polka dot begonia has been way easier than i thought it would have been good way easier i'm glad it came back to life it got shipped to you i know pretty sad yeah i mean it was rough when it got shipped and i was pretty pissed because it was not a cheap plant but it's it's bounced back and it's doing well now good that's so exciting yeah i have an angel wing that's my pride and joy i'll probably post a picture because i'm super proud of her (laughs) kara's angel wing is so beautiful they're so such pretty plants they have that kind of like iridescent yeah yeah, that iridescent look to them so nice my polka dot i love too it's so pretty but her angel wing is like I think I want to say it's like 85 years old. It was her wow. grandma's that she inherited and drove back from Kansas when she passed away. It's like, and it's really not that big. They're not super fast growers, really. And it's it's been trimmed to stay smaller and bushier instead of getting wildly large. But it's very pretty. That's awesome. Yeah, I cut the tip of my, <laughs> this is so funny. I cut the tip of my angel wing begonia because I wanted it to get bushier instead of tall. And it literally said, haha, fuck you. And it grew out of the stub and it keeps growing taller. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, you thought I was going to respect your wishes? Nah, water me and I'm going to do what I want to. Oh, I love it. Jeez, I feel like I begonias would have that attitude too. Like, Yeah, totally. I'm sorry. Totally. All you get to do is water me and appreciate me. Yeah, just tell me I'm beautiful. That's all I need. <laughs> begonias or Libras? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fun. Do the zodiac signs of plants. <laughs> For real. Okay. And then the last one I have, an inconsistent, is 
probably one of my favorites in my collection, the Oxalis. I love them so much because they also will tell you when they need to be watered and they just like they're so light and delicate and they look like they're really delicate plants that you could easily kill, but you can't easily kill them. They just kind of chill. I still want you to give me an Oxalis start. I haven't. That's yeah, one that yeah, I don't yeah. have that I would like to. Yeah, I have plenty. I'll get you some this year. Mine actually, some of mine jumped pots. So I have some in a random pot that I can give to you. Nice. 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 <laughs> So anyways, that's the end of plants. I hope you all find a houseplant that you love. It's really important to me because I feel like once you learn the language of one plant, you start one plant, you start to understand the language of all plants. And I think it's just something that is really good for everyone to know. And I think every kid should know. I think this is something that should be taught in schools. That just personally, that's what I feel. I think plants have their own language and I think it's important to speak that. Yeah, I agree entirely. Um, I thought that I had more to expound on that, but I really don't. So it's well said, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, if you need help finding a plant that's right for you and you didn't, you know, you still have more questions or anything, you can reach out to us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You can find all of that through our website, which is propagatedpodcast.com. If you want to support the show, uh, we are on Patreon. We have some cool perks. Uh, we also have some merch coming out and some bonus episodes and all that good stuff. We love our plant zaddies. <laughs> we have a fun time over on Patreon. So if you want to support our show, you can find that also through our website. Yeah. Thanks, guys. This is a fun Thank episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. I hope you loved it. I hope you find your plant. Bye. Bye.